Hey guys, it is Mr. Rumbaugh. So we are doing a little bit of a different kind of learning style this morning. Um, what I want to do is go through um, a chapter of our reader like we normally do in class, but do it online this time. Um, I know it's going to be kind of awkward since you're in class and I'm there with you, but I just want you to get going on this. Ch try it out. So we are on Road to Revolution, which is page six of our new of our new reader, um, and it is by Susan Buckley. So go ahead and pause to get there. All right. So um, Road to Revolution. You can um, check out the chapter we're going to be reading. Um, it has a timeline at the bottom. If you see that timeline, go ahead pause, look at that timeline, and look at the different subtitles and titles, and um, it goes all the way to page nine. So go ahead and check that out. All right, so at the top of page six, go ahead and you're going to write the purpose down, purpose number one, and it's read Road to Revolution to gain an understanding of some of the reasons Americans wanted independence from Great Britain. and how two important leaders felt, F-E-L-T, felt about going to war. I'll say it one more time. Read Road to Revolution to gain an understanding of some of the reasons Americans wanted independence from Great Britain, and how two important leaders felt about going to war. And here you're going to underline the key details in each section. So each section being paragraphs one and two, and then three, four, and five, and then six through nine, and 10 through 14. And so for each section, you're gonna find the key details, so paragraphs one and two, and then you're gonna write a main idea for paragraph one and two, okay? And then three through five, same thing, find the key details as well as the main idea for that section, okay? And then as well, you're going to do six through nine, find the key details and the main idea. And then paragraphs 10 through 14, key details, main idea. But remember to also be paying attention to the timeline down below. Okay, that timeline will provide you helpful information to keep in the back of your mind as you're brainstorming your key details and main idea, okay? Um, so, in this next part, I'm going to be reading Road to Revolution. You can either follow along with me or skip ahead. Road to Revolution by Susan Buckley. For 150 years, Great Britain's 13 American colonies had had time to grow and change. More than 3,000 miles of ocean separated those colonies from the mother country. 
by the mid-1700s, the colonists still thought of themselves as British citizens, but they also considered themselves Virginians and New Yorkers, Pennsylvanians and Georgians, all part of their colonial identity. They also thought of themselves as Americans. Mostly, Britain had left the colonies alone during those years. While the colonists saw themselves as Americans, the British saw them as an economic resource. The colonists' duty was to supply resources such as sugar and tobacco to Britain to buy British goods. Otherwise, the colonists mainly governed themselves. So, right, so they were responsible for themselves. However, Britain saw them as um, a way to make money, right? Remember taxing? They would tax the Americans, and, and that money would be for King George and the government of Britain. So go ahead and pause here and go ahead and find the key details and find the main idea. All right, anger builds. Um, anger builds, paragraph three. All of this changed in the 1760s after the French and Indian War. Okay, so if you see that sentence, go ahead, look down below. Notice the time period of the timeline, okay? Second sentence, defending the colonies in that war had cost the British a great deal. So the British Parliament decided the colonies should help pay for the bills. But they made that decision without any input from the colonists. This sentence, remember, kind of keep in the back of your mind, taxation without representation. But they made that decision without any input from the colonists, unlike other British, British citizens. The American colonists had no representatives in Parliament. So therefore, they had no chance to vote on taxation the British decide to impose on the colonies, right? Paragraph 4. In 1765, Parliament passed the Stamp Act, which taxed many everyday items colonists used. A few years later, the Townshed Acts taxed things like the tea the colonists imported from Britain. On and on it went as Parliament passed taxes and regulations that colonists despised and resented. Paragraph 5. The colonists began to rebel, calling themselves patriots. They formed committees such as the Sons of Liberty and the Daughters of Liberty. You should underline that. They began to protest British actions. At first, as patriot John Adams later said, the revolution was in minds and hearts of the people. Soon, however, rebellion would take other forms. Go ahead and pause here. Look for key details and main ideas in paragraphs 3 through 5. Alright, paragraph 6. And it is called to fight or not. In 1769, George Washington expressed his hope that the colonies could avoid military action. Washington was then a member of the Virginia legislature, the House of Burgesses. He wrote in a letter, 
at a time when our lordly masters in Great Britain will be satisfied with nothing less than the deprivation of American freedom, it seems highly necessary that something should be done to maintain the liberty which we have derived from our ancestors, but the manner of doing it is the point in question. That's an important paragraph, guys. Go ahead and pay attention to that line. Maintain the liberty which we have derived from our ancestors, but the manner of doing it. Manner meaning how are we going about in maintaining that liberty, that freedom that we have. Paragraph 8. That no man should scruple or hesitate a moment to use arms in defense of so valuable a blessing on which all the good and evil of life depends is clearly my opinion. Yet arms, I would beg to leave to add, should be the last resource. Wow, what a paragraph. If you think about that paragraph, George Washington doesn't really want to go to war. His main focus is not war, but getting along with with the British. In that last sentence, he says, yet arms, I would beg leave to add, should be the last resource. That's the last resort is using weapons, right? And going to war. Paragraph nine, George Washington favored commercial actions such as boycotting or refusing to buy British goods. But soon enough, the colonists took up arms against Great Britain. The fighting began in Massachusetts which was a hotbed of rebellion from the beginning. The first casualties were in Boston, when British soldiers fired, up a, fired on a group of colonists. Patriots called it the Boston Massacre. Okay, go ahead and pause here. If you have questions, go ahead and raise your hand. I'll come around and ask, uh, answer them. And then um, look at the timeline down below, 1775 and 1776. Remember, 1776 was a very important year because that was uh, the year in July that we declared our independence. So pause here, look for details, and create a one to two sentence main idea, noting that paragraphs seven and eight are an important firsthand account of George Washington himself. These are his words. Okay, so looking at declaring independence, paragraphs 10 through 14, and this is the last section we have to look at today. Paragraph 10, six years after Washington's letter, Patrick Henry, ooh, that name should look familiar. Patrick Henry took a very different position. Henry also was a member of Virginia's House of Burgesses. In a speech in March of 1775, he said, it is now too late to retire from the contest. There is no retreat, but in submission and slavery, our chains are forged. Their clanking may be heard on the plains of Boston. The war is inevitable. Underline that word, inevitable. And let it come. And let it come, he says. He welcomes it almost, huh? Okay, paragraph 12, finishing up what he said in the speech in March. Gentlemen may cry, peace, peace, but there is no peace. The war has actually begun. 
The next gale that sweeps from the north will bring to our ears the clash of resounding arms. Why stand we here idle? Idle meaning not really doing anything, not moving forward, kind of just in limbo. You know, nothing really, you're not really standing for anything. You're not really against anything. You're not really for anything. You're just kind of standing there and idle. Is life so dear? Or peace so sweet as to be purchased at the price of chains and slavery? Will you underline that sentence? Is life so dear or peace so sweet as to be purchased at the price of chains and slavery? What a sentence. What a question. Really think about that question. Forbid it. I know not what course others may take, but as for me... Give me liberty or give me death. Paragraph 13, Patrick Henry was correct. Less than a month after his speech, the first shots of the American Revolution were fired at Lexington, outside of Boston. A little more than a year later, in July 1776, the American colonies demanded their independence from Great Britain. They declared themselves free and independent states. The United States of America. Okay, at this time, go ahead and look for key details and main idea of paragraphs 10 through 14. I do want you to notice real quickly the difference between pages 8 and pages 9. Pages 8 is on George Washington and how he feels about um, uh, the United States relationship with the British in 1769, remember. And then six years later, Patrick Henry has a specific position too. But you need to consider the timeline down below because that timeline will help you see the direction in which the United States was going. Remember, this is all caused, caused, remember cause and effect, this is all caused by taxation from the British, okay? So go ahead and look for key details in 10 through 14, find a main idea, one to two sentences, and then you're going to create a three to four sentence summary on page, uh, the bottom, like the right bottom half of page nine, go ahead and write a summary of the entire passage, um, paragraphs one through 14. And then I will, I'll call the class to order here in a bit. I do want to note for you that paragraphs 1 and 2 has two key details. Paragraphs 3, 4, and 5 have three key details. 6 and 7 have two key details. And lastly, 8 and 9 have two key details.